Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, I sure will. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey, man. Got a radio show. Man, yeah, I do. Steve Harvey got a radio show because uh, I, I can't tell it to you any other way because God has been so, so very amazing to me. But the same God, and there is but one, that same God is, can, and will be amazing in your life if you just allow it to happen. You know, uh, I was somewhere, you know, and I was driving uh, on the freeway somewhere, and I saw a billboard, uh, and it was a guy in a field on his knees. And on this billboard, it said something to the effect when when you've run out of answers, try prayer. And I was I was going uh, somewhere. I, I don't even remember. I, I go so much, man. I I, anyway, I was just going somewhere, and I saw this billboard, and 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 I thought about that. And man, I I I cannot tell you how true of a statement that is. When you've run out of answers. When you don't know what to do, when you feel weak, when you are at a low point, when things just seem to keep happening to you and you don't understand why, prayer is an amazing weapon. Prayer is available to all of us. Here's the deal. You don't have to go through the all that you're going through alone. 
see, I'm talking to men, women, boys, girls, students, leaders, bosses, employees. I don't care what's happening. I don't care what your situation is. I don't care if your relationship is all jacked up. I don't care if your kids and your relationship is jacked up. I don't care if your relationship at work is shot. Your coworkers seem to always make you the buddy end of the joke. You always, somebody always talking about you behind your back. You're finding it more and more necessary to try to hold your head up and walk past these people when some days you can't even get your chin up off your chest. If, if, if you're a woman out there and you've been alone by yourself for so long and you're just tired of being alone, you really want a relationship. You really want to be have a, a mate. You want to meet your soulmate, whatever it is. Whatever it is, prayer is the answer. You, you are listening to a guy who is a direct recipient of prayer. I, I can't tell you anything that I've gotten out of that I didn't pray about. Oh, now, there are a lot of things. Hold on. Let me backtrack a little bit. There are a lot of things that have happened in my life that I've gotten past without praying because I think my mama was praying for me. And then there's this thing that God has called grace and mercy that he just somehow keeps us all waking up every day with our foot on some form of solid ground because he's just waiting on us to come to him. But y'all, if you can implement prayer into your day, every single day, and I'm talking about put it in there at the top of your day, put it in there in the middle of your day, put it in there when you close your day out, when you sitting at your desk and ain't nobody bothering you, that's a good time. Now look, you don't have to make no scene you ain't got to let everybody know, oh, I'm spiritual, I love God, look at me, oh, I'm down. You ain't got to do none of that. Matter of fact, don't do it for that reason. Because if that's your reason for doing it, that's going to be your reward. If you want somebody to just say, oh, they pray every, you know, they pray at lunch and they had a Bible on their desk and they have a bunch of highlights in it. If you're sitting it out there so people can see that that's what you do, then that's going to be your reward. Please know, you, 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 that's, that's going to be your reward. What I want you to do is pray. Ask God for the things, the desires of your heart. Have a faith. Believe in them. But pray earnestly, man. I mean, actually go at it with saying, hey, God, listen to me. I can't do this without you. I need your help. Listen, man, I know a lot of people that pray. I know a lot of it. If I told you the rich and famous that I talk to that pray constantly, it would amaze you. Go talk to God about it, man. Matter of fact, you done already got yourself into trouble. Go talk to God about it. You can't see no way out. You're in a situation, you're thinking about doing something straight crazy. Pump your brakes, partner. Slow down a little bit, my man. Slow down. Don't, don't. All you're going to do is make the situation worse. Go over there today and talk to God. Talk to God for real. Just, and look, man, you know what, man? Sometimes I've gone to God and I've just said, hey, God, I don't have a clue. Matter of fact, I'm so jacked up right now, God, I don't even really know what to ask you for. I just need some help. 
I'm so deep in some mess right now. Not only can I not see the way out, I can't see my way around. There's a, there's a poem called Invictus, and the opening line says, Out of the night that covers me, black as a pit from pole to pole, I thank God for whatever be for my unconquerable soul. That it, this line is so deep. It starts off saying, I am in deep trouble. I'm in a pit. Black as a pit from pole to pole. I'm talking about, man, from over there to over there. It's pitch black. And, and, and man, there's, man, you, you ever been in that situation before, y'all? Because I have. I'm talking about black as a pit from pole to pole. God is there. God is available. God is always standing by. He just wants you to come to him. See, he been coming to you a whole lot of times. He's presented himself. I can't tell you how many times. He's shown you how good a God he is. He's given us all grace and mercy without us asking for it. He's gotten you through some things, and you looked at him, boy, oh, man, I don't know how the hell. Okay, that's cool. I'm cool. No, 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 no. That wasn't cool. That was God. Pray, man. When you're out of answers and you don't know what to do, pray. If you see some trouble coming, pray. If you already got into it, pray. If you don't know the answers, pray. If you can't see no way out, pray. Pray, man. Talk to God. Don't make a scene. Just talk to God. All right? Very important. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is upon us. The Steve Harvey Morning Show is here. We got a great show for you. It's Monday morning. It's a great day. It's a new week. It's another chance, an opportunity. God is good. If you don't believe it, man, take inventory. Take inventory. Just think of all the things you've gotten through. Every situation you've overcome and everything you're currently being pulled through. And congratulate yourself because God has kept you in spite of. Ain't God good. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Harvey Morning Show. Shirley Strawberry. Amen, amen. Good Monday morning to you, Steve Harvey. Thank you for that. Grateful, grateful, grateful. Well, Carl is not here today. Let's go to Junior. Morning, Uncle. Great mentor you are to me. Morning, everybody. J. Anthony Brown. Way, way back, and now we're here. What's up, Steve Harvey? Nephew Tommy, king of pranks. Yay, yay. In the building. Uh-oh. Uh, it's Monday, be. baby. Ignite. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be ignorant today. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> on my cheat day, my cheat day is Sundays. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I had day. peach cobbler. <gasps> mm. Talk yeah. about it. Yeah. I had, <laughs> I had butter pecan ice cream, oh, wow. dairy-free. And I'm telling you, oh. boy, this, this ice cream is really good dairy-free because I've given up dairy. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, what else did I have? A couple of things, but my most, I had some five guys. A burger? Come on, man. Yeah, I had five guys. I ain't had that in years, Shirley. Wow. I had five guys with fries. the bag of fries. Yeah, I love their fries. And my, yeah. my guy bought it to me, so I had my oven preheated at 350 waiting on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
He said, no, nah, man, you eat it now. Nah, I bought it right here. It's hot. Now, nah. threw them fries in there, took them three burgers off that patty and laid them on there, put an extra slice of cheese on it, took my own bun and buttered it and ran it in the skillet. Uh-huh. Got my own uh, uh, Smucker's uh, pickle chips Smuckers. out. Uh-huh. Ooh, yeah, and laid it out there, the extra mayo. Huh? You took the burger apart now, and put your it back together? Day, does your cheat day mess you up for the whole week? I mean, if no. you like it. If you ate it like no. that. If you ate it no, like that. Not if you, no, I mean, it's just one, just a meal. Just a and meal you probably had a diet drink to wash it all down. So No, I just yeah. drink water. I don't really drink nothing but water. Drink water and coffee. That's really it. Peach cobbler ice cream. Five guys with fries. With fries. How a, much ooh. peach cobbler, Steve? How much peach cobbler? A pan of it. Five guys know. with oh, fries. Man. That's, that's, that's <laughs> ooh. Okay. I didn't eat the whole pan. That feel I, fat. I, I, I had that two, two bowls fat. of it. Yeah. That's what the so, cheat day fat. is. <laughs> <laughs> so are you fasting tomorrow? Huh? Are you fasting tomorrow? Tomorrow I intermittent fast to 4 okay. p.m. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just go to 4 p.m. and I do yoga. I do yoga before I come on the air. But when you do something like that, you don't think you need to go to like 10 p.m.? Just like, no, no, no. Ride it out real long. I think you need a cleansing. I think after that. I'm already doing the cleanse. I'm on the cleanse already. All right, listen. Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, ask the CLO, Steve Harvey, Chief Love Officer, right after this. Uh-huh. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, it's time now for Ask the CLO. Lauren in Southfield, Michigan says, I'm a 30, 30-year-old engaged woman, and I don't get along with my future father-in-law because he assumed I would take a job alongside my fiancé in the family business. I have no desire to work at a dry cleaners. My fiancé knows I only have a few credits left to get my degree, and he's supporting me while I finish school. His meddling daddy is causing problems and causing my fiance to doubt my loyalty. What should I do about it? First of all, explain to your damn daddy in law that y'all ain't the Jeffersons. Right, moving on up. <laughs> and you know, never be. Yeah, see, we ain't finna move on up in the dry cleaning business. Mm. You know, now if you got a business, that was your dream, sir. But you can't push this dream on her. She going to college for a degree. She got a right to pursue her own life goals and aspirations. Mm -hmm. She ain't go to college to work at the dry cleaner. There ain't nothing wrong working with the dry cleaner. And I think you can make a great business out of having a dry cleaning business. But if that ain't what she want, that ain't for you to decide. So, miss me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) With all all that. We're moving on. Poochie in Silver Springs, Maryland says, um, I need your advice on a big mess. My best friend and her boyfriend broke up because she cheated on him. Her boyfriend came to my apartment saying he needed to talk to me. He said he's attracted to me and wanted to date me. I fell for it, and we ended up having sex once. He filmed the whole thing and showed it to my best friend. He told her that he only did it to get back at her. She took him back, and they're in love again. Meanwhile, we're not speaking. Why can't she forgive me, too? Oh. What? <laughs> what? Really, lady? It work like that. Mm-mm. Why can't she forgive me, too? First of all, she cheated first. So the dude went and then got back at her with you, showed it to her eye for eye, so she figured, well, I did him, you did me, can we go back? But you 
didn't have to fall for that. Mm-hmm. Y'all not finna be friends. Ever. Sharon in Tempe, Arizona says, I'm a 58-year-old married woman. I found out my husband gave a girl that works with him $2,000 to help her buy a car. He said she's 28 and a single mother, so he helped her out because she's trying her best to keep her job despite not having reliable transportation. He had her come by the house so I could meet her. If he's being a good Samaritan and and nothing's up, why couldn't he tell me about it beforehand? What's up with that? Because you wouldn't have let him uh, give the girl a $2,000. And he wanted to be hero. You know why he didn't ask you. Because you wasn't going to let him. That's why. You know, this ain't ain't hard. You don't think he got nothing to do with this little girl, huh? You don't think he got nothing to do with it? I ain't saying that. But I ain't saying that. It's still better to ask for, what is it, forgiveness than permission? Well, I ain't never bought a woman a car that I wasn't sleeping with. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Hello. He just That's got all two I grand Thank on you. it. Two thousand with you on that one. On Steve. it, yeah. Well, I ain't never. Oh, I'm done. Two thousand. So, that ain't nothing. So wifey, trust your intuition. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't nothing now. But it, what was two thousand if you was in your thirties? Oh, you couldn't everything. have got two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who oh, no, had two thousand dollars? If I had two thousand dollars, I wouldn't have been homeless. Dog. <laughs> 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 What was $2,000? A home. Shelter. So figure it out, Sharon. Figure it out. Um, All right. So, Jay, you have a question for the CLO. You have been paying child support to a little boy. You become fond. Y'all good friends. He loves you. He thinks you're your daddy. You find out he's not. You're not the father. How do you break it to this little boy? How do you break his heart? Well, What do you I say? don't know that I break his heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, them payments gonna cease though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely stop you damn thing. You gonna quit cutting really, into this Steve, check. No, no. Yeah. No, you better find who the hell the this boy daddy. is, mm-hmm. and them them payments gonna come to him. I'm not gonna tell him I'm not his daddy, especially if I've grown fond of him and I love him. Uh huh. Okay. And I'm not gonna remove myself as a, a force okay. in this boy's life. But them payments. Them oh, them payments gonna stop Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm I'm gonna go down to HR, and I'm I'm gonna be sitting there uh-huh. on Wednesday when they cut them. Do you tell you know him this saying? is the last payment? How old is the boy? He's seven. Oh no. No. No, he don't need to know about no last payment. He doesn't understand. He don't even that. understand payments. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. he don't understand. Okay, what if he's so not, 14? What if he's no, 14, I'm not going to tell him ain't no last payment either, but you will go <laughs> have to find your daddy. Your mama going to yeah. have to tell him why you can't go on field trips no more or something. Call Maury. Yeah, <laughs> yeah his lifestyle is going to change drastically. Your mama going to have to explain <laughs> some stuff to you about, oh, I didn't get no shoes this year. Well, you... What if his real dad doesn't have it, though? Yeah, well, and you got it. His dad don't have it. What about well, I'm going to always help the boy out. I ain't going to never just okay. cut him out. All right. I'm always cool. be there for, but it won't be in them payments though. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna you're not gonna take advice, this out my chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm gonna help out when I want to, <laughs> but you're not finna keep taking this out my check though. That's not going to happen. Not the boy's fault. Why it ain't the boy's fault, and, but I'm gonna help him. His lifestyle gonna change because some information has changed it. <laughs> His mama can't change daddy's. So when daddies change, lifestyles change. So sad. No, that's all. I'm gonna help him. Always make sure he don't do without. 
but it won't be in them payments like it's been coming though. But it help them out in the conversation, huh? Uh, One in the hand, be two in the bush. You understand? No, mm. better go and get this mentoring <laughs> <laughs> for free. This, yeah. this what dog mentoring? This mentoring. You get this mentoring, you can come to the camp. You can come to the yeah. camp and stay with me. You ain't even got to stay in the bags with the regular boy. Poor baby. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Say uh-huh. you with the little boy, mm-hmm. and you find out. What kind of rejoicement would you do? How would you react? So he knows, he don't know what's going on, but you know that you're glad you just found this out. Well, first of all, if he eating ice cream, I'm going to slap that on the ground. In mid-lick. Yeah. He going, I'm not going to tell go. him what it's for, but it's going to be a reaction. Coming up next, it is Monday morning. You know what that means. Reverend Motown, Deacon Def Jam, here with Church Complaints right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, some very sad news to report. Legendary middleweight boxing champ, marvelous Marvin Hagler, passed away. Uh, We'll talk about that. We'll highlight, yeah, we'll highlight his legendary career. Yeah, marvelous Marvin Hagler. Oh, I love watching I know, I know. Plus, we'll recap the 63rd annual Grammy Awards from last night. We'll also talk about J-Lo and A-Rod's rocky relationship. Are they together or not? We'll talk about it. Right now, though, it's time for the pastors. Oh, Mm. no. Oh, no. Mm. Greed. Good evening. Good morning, afternoon, whenever you are listening. Yeah. We gather at this gregarious moment the, the, of interprosity oh. where let's go we empathize. <laughs> we don't uh, re-energize, Deacon. We uh, formatize forwardly yeah. Preach. Preach. in yeah, this sir. way. We gather Pastor, today... Do you realize when you when you speak, you you use words that a lot of the congregation does not know, and and, and you, you obviously a... is speaking for yourself. <laughs> uh, Everyone, no one else says these things but you. No, they say it. They, me- they well, just see, don't have the the voice that I have. No, 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 no. They don't have the vocabulary. See, you 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 run up on a on, on a dictatorship. That's uh, a that's a, a spontaneous pontificate of the diction. Spontaneous pontificate. Yeah, that's see but, see right now. If you can't repeat it, it's cause you don't know it. No, it's that I can't repeat it. I just I've never heard it, and nobody else has. And because that's you've ch- never heard it, don't mean exactly. You've never heard the philosophical uh, scientific equation for evolution, but you that don't mean you're going to know it. Ah. Well, what is that, what is that formula you talk about? See, right there, I'm not going to tell you that because you're not going to know it no how. But do Why don't you, you know do the one the... thing that you do yeah. know, and that's how to complain? <laughs> Why do don't you... you do that? Don't worry right. about me. 
I, I'm not worried about you, but I'm just trying to converse with you that nobody knows when you, when you start preaching and you think you philosophizing. <laughs> nobody knows what you're saying. That's all I'm saying. That you just well, shame on you then. Are you? <laughs> uh, why are you wasting Amen. time? Who I'm you not could wasting. be complaining, but now all your com- church complaints do not just turn into deacon complaints. No, you're not gonna no you're not gonna do that. Okay. No, no, I just did. I just did. You don't tell me what I ain't gonna do. I just did. All right. I'm Kirk Franklin's boy. I just did. Now we can I'm gonna bring that up later on, but I'm gonna get into that if you want to. Don't run up on this hill. Uh so here's the deal, Pastor. Uh there are quite a few church complaints today, and there were people that were just very upset about some things. Now, here's what I thought I would do differently, because you always get up, upset with me with me bringing Lord the news. Jesus, will this boy get on with this here? You get upset with me bringing the news, but I thought I would let you hear it so you can hear what I hear when I get it. Uh, let's go. Here's the first one. Hey, hey, hey Pastor. Man, um, we need to, we need to get an A from it on this Easter egg hunt. Cause I don't know what to tell you, but last year, all the adults were stealing all the Easter eggs. Like, they were fighting it before us. And they were pushing kids out the way. Like, I don't even know what to tell you, man. Like, we gotta do something about this. Put an age limit on this, please. <laughs> They want an age limit, Pastor, on the Easter egg hunt that's coming up. And the kids are complaining. I was um, trying to follow him. Mm-hmm. And I, I think what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to uh, bring back the better parenting ministry. Oh, <laughs> amen, Pastor. Because what I'm not going to be doing is addressing an eight-year-old with some complaints about a damn Easter egg. <laughs> we don't have to boil none of these eggs. <laughs> I like well, my eggs sunny side up if you want to know the truth about it. And every time we boil it, you say you can put a color on it. I think it's just a waste of egg. Uh, is it a waste of egg or a waste of paint? You know, you got to look at it a different way. It ain't paint, it's dye. Well, are we wasting dye or are we wasting uh, an egg? You have to look at it that way. Pat. What we're wasting right now, Deacon, is time. Well, then let's get to it. Uh, you want to know what's going on and what people are upset about. Uh, here's the next one, Pastor, that I, when I check my voicemail, this is what I get. Hey, hey, Deacon Def Jam. Hey, this Malcolm, uh, they say, Sister Davis, I know y'all mess around and everything, and I ain't telling you what she's doing, but I'm hearing she's pregnant. That's all I know. I see her around, around Brother Eugene's apartment all the time, but I ain't trying to start no mess, but they say she's pregnant. I know y'all cool, but they say she's pregnant. I'm just saying. Mm. You know now, good you... and hell well, brother Eugene ain't impregnated no woman. Uh, I don't, now, we I, all I, know that. Well, we do know that. We do know that. But I'm just so saying. So now, why you would even record that? <laughs> they saying that you. you have something to do with her. That's all I'm saying. I don't give a damn what he said. The confusion is you said he she's pregnant. By Brother Eugene. Now, we we put Brother Eugene out to church. (laughs) So he's no longer a member here. So why you done drug him back? I can't. I don't do complaints against former members. 
I only do current members. I understand. I understand. Uh, Why won't you move on? Well, then I'll move on. Now, here's the next complaint that I heard on my voicemail. I want you to take a listen. Good afternoon. This is Blake White. I've been attending the church congregation for many years now, and um, I'm wondering, when are we going to get some more white people in there? Ooh, ooh, oh, 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 oh. Well, ask Brother Blake White, when is he going to bring some more white people? <laughs> <laughs> we bought him in as a recruiting tool. Obviously, he has failed in that department. Now, don't come at me. Tell me, when are we going to get some white members? Uh-huh. I'm happy with the membership we got. Amen. But I bought him in thinking he was going to bring in some more white folk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, obviously, white folk don't want to worship with us. Yeah. And I can't make them. Yeah. I have a better question about white folks. Why was Taylor Swift on the Grammys performing at a campsite? That's a question I had. <laughs> I didn't understand that at all. All that fake ass grass and everything at the Grammys. We all know you ain't outside. Thank you, Pastor and Deacon. Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment news and our national news update with Miss Ann Tripp right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Professional boxer and former undisputed middleweight champ, marvelous Marvin Hagler has died at the age of 66. His wife made the announcement on Facebook. She said, I am sorry to make a very sad announcement today. Unfortunately, my beloved husband, Marvelous Marvin, passed away unexpectedly at his home here in New Hampshire. Our family requests that you respect our privacy during this difficult time with love. Hagler, of course, became the undisputed middleweight champ in 1980. During his professional boxing career, he had 62 wins, three losses, two draws, and 52 wins by a knockout. He was inducted into the international. Yes, he was inducted into the Boxing Hall of Fame back in 1993. After he retired from the ring, he moved to Italy to become an actor. He moved to Italy after the Sugar Ray fight. After Sugar Ray, that's right. Because Mm -hmm. he couldn't believe he lost. That was the last time, and that was a highly controversial win. For Mm -hmm. sure, it was. was, There was arguments in the barbershops. I'm telling you, I was there. I was there. I mean, man, they showed that flight on Wide World of Sports, and I'm telling you, man, we was at it. We we were about that fight for about good eight months in the barbershop, mm-hmm. and it was 50-50. Had you met you him, know? Steve? I didn't. Yeah, I, I met him once. Before. I just met him once. Good just guy. met him once, but it was in passing. It wasn't nothing mm-hmm. memorable. I don't have no stories about it. But if you fight 62 times yeah. and you lose three times. Mm-hmm. He's a badass dude. Oh, yeah. That's why they called him Marvel. And 52 of the 62, 52 of the 62 was a knockout. He was whipping people's ass, man. 80% yes, he of the was. time. Yes, That's 80%. He was. If he <laughs> would have stuck around and not That's went to 90. Italy and uh, went to all of the boxing traditional stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he would be. it would be more done about this right now. But he absolutely went off the grid when he lost that fight to Sugar Ray Leonard. Oh, yeah. He was a bad boy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're not saying what he died from. but No, they're not. His legal name, his legal name was Marvelous. 
Really? Was le- his legal name was Marvelous. Marvin Hagler. And let me tell you something, man. When he got in the ring, your ass had to have it together. Because he was coming to wall. What's that yeah, biggest fight when we had Tommy Hitman Hearns when they fought? Oh, no. That 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 first that round right fight, there, mm-hmm. that round number one mm-hmm. of him and Hearns. You've never seen a fight start that way in modern day times. What happened? Uh, they came they out was banging. They, was, they, they came out for war. Nonstop. It was war. They was banging. That's why I'm telling you right now, mm-hmm. the only person today that would have fought in that era Mm-hmm. And been effective was Mayweather. Mm. Oh, Mayweather. Okay. You know, Pernell, Whitaker, Nim, all them boys was deadly. Uh-huh. But the only one today that was fighting around and now that mm-hmm. would have survived back then, to me, mm-hmm. was Mayweather. Because oh, couldn't none of them boys have whooped Alexis hey. Aguayo or Aaron the Hawk Pryor or Benitez. They'd all got their ass whooped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every last one of them. <laughs> Couldn't have whooped nobody. Okay, Steve. Tyson Fury, Dante Wilder, Joshua. Couldn't none of them mm-hmm. have whooped Foreman, Holmes, Ali, Frazier, Norton, Spinks, no Dokes, Tillis. I can go down the list. They couldn't have whooped none of them boys back then. You say Tillis? Quick Tillis. They couldn't have fought. They couldn't have whooped none of them boys back then. All right, Ladies Steve. and gentlemen, Miss Ann Trill. Thank you very, very Thank much. Right. The city of Minneapolis has agreed to pay the family of the late Mr. George Floyd $27 million for his murder at the hands, or should I say the knee, of a now-fired white cop named Derek Chauvin, with a half a million dollars of that sum to be invested in the neighborhood where Floyd was murdered. It's to be touted as the largest pretrial settlement in the civil rights, wrongful death, and civil rights history and attorney Benjamin Crump says the payout in this case sends a message that black lives do matter and that the word of the award, by the way, comes as jury selection continues in Chauvin's trial. By the end of the day on Friday, six jurors had been selected, three white men, one black man, one Hispanic man and a woman who describes herself as multiracial. Two more prominent congressional Democrats are calling for New York State's governor, Andrew Cuomo, to resign after a sixth woman has come forward to accuse him of groping her. A seventh over the weekend uh, unidentified claims that he made her feel at one point uncomfortable. The head of the House Judiciary Committee, Jerry Nadler, and Representative Alexander Ocasio-Cortez both saying Cuomo's got to be a no-mo. And meanwhile, both the New York State Assembly and the New York State Attorney General's Office are conducting independent probes. President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris hit the road this week to make sure that the American people know just what's in his new trillion dollar aid package and that they hear it basically from the horse's mouth, so to speak. First, they're scheduled to visit parts of rural Pennsylvania and then go down to Atlanta. Duke University has ordered its undergraduates to quarantine themselves for a week because so many of them attended rush week uh, for aspiring fraternity and sorority members. And it was like close quarters and stuff. A lot of drinking, I guess. Uh, health officials say that the recruitment parties have resulted in an uptick, apparently, in coronavirus infections. So they want everybody just kind of stay hunkering down in your dorms or whatever for a week and just make sure everybody gets OK. At last night's Grammy, it was Beyonce winning another four awards and now, with 28 Grammys, Queen Bey is the winningest single performer in Grammy history, male or female, living or dead. Yeah, Beyonce is now tied with producer Quincy Jones. That's Queen Bey. 
And sadly, we have lost another great boxer. We got to let him go. Love TKO. We all love marvelous Marvin Hagler. He was the undisputed middleweight champ of the world from 1980 to 1987, inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame in 1993. No cause of death mentioned. He was 66. You know, Leon Spinks passed away last month. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on, introduce your friend. <laughs> you know who. Without further ado. Wow. J. Anthony, that damn Brown. In honor of the Grammys, in honor of Bruno Mars's brand new song. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Did I do it? Let me know. Hit it. This is a song about a man who realized it's time to stop. It happens in everybody's life. Check it out. Here we go. What is that? Looks like a rat. Looks like a rat. Wearing pants. And a cap. And a cap. Doritos time. And a bowl. They taste so good. I ain't a mom. Can't find my drawers. I need a moan. I just made. I can't remember. Is it September? Eating hot wings. Onion rings with my hot sauce. Lips smacking. Overeating. I'm shame. All of when I didn't get. I need to stop smoking. Jay, you need to stop smoking. Think I need to stop smoking now. Jay, you need to stop smoking. And the puking and choking. Jay, you need to stop smoking. Cause my belly is poking now. Jay, you need to stop smoking. I took a drive up to did I do it? Did I do oh, it? Oh, yeah. Killed Let me it. tell you something, Nailed man. You yeah. stupid. You stupid, man. I, I, just... I like the you fact stupid, that you man. have no sense. I love it. I love it. I love it. Chip, chip. I don't respect people with sense. I like people with no sense. Jay, you need to stop smoking. I said, wait a minute, man. <laughs> it's good to see Bruno Mars back though with with the heater, you know. That's a good Everything thing. he do is a, he's a throwback. Yeah. Yeah. He's really that is. dude man that's really keeping good music alive. The, the, you know the Grammys man, I I like the way they dressed on the Grammys. I love the yeah, way some year. of them yeah. was dressing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Some of them young cats was pimping out there, boy. Uh-huh. All right, guys, we're moving on. Coming up at 34 minutes after the hour, gospel music legend and our friend Kirk Franklin is trending after his oldest son leaked audio of Kirk cursing him out. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, I'm sure you guys have heard this story or heard about this story by now. Kirk Franklin's oldest son, uh, Carrie on Franklin, is 33. He released an audio, an audio of a phone conversation with Kirk that went left. I mean, crazy real fast, real quick. And uh, Kirk can be heard yelling and cursing at his son. Kirk used the words B, he used ASS, and a few F-bombs were thrown in there before his son hung up. Now, the video has gone viral on social media. 
media. Uh, Kirk issued an explanation. He issued an apology. Kirk admitted to having a toxic, uh, very tense relationship with his son and stated they've been to counseling for years. And this private family uh, matter was supposed to be between them. He added in the recording the part where he called a family therapist to intervene was omitted from the audio, uh, Kirk asked for compassion and prayers from his fans. Parenting is hard, but um, I mean, Steve, <laughs> I'm going to put it like this. Didn't you say you were a guest on Kirk's show last week on his podcast? I was a guest on his podcast yes. last mm-hmm. week. And one of the questions asked, Kirk asked me in joking was, Unc, I know you cuss. Do you have a go-to cuss word? And I said, yeah, I do. He said, well, what is it? I said, it start with an M. And then he said, well, on this podcast, you can say it. So, I okay, cool. So I said it. And he said, why is that your go-to word? I said, because it, it's a warning. It's a term of endearment. It's, it's an enlightening term. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it can use in, when I'm it's being jovial. It could be used referring to an enemy or a friend. Yep. You can use it so you know, many different ways. It's just one of the most versatile words. Right. That I found. And, you know, we joked about it. And so this thing came out. Now, here's what I don't like. I do not like the quote-unquote Christian community attacking Kurt for his language. First of all, he's human. He's a man. Tommy has a son. I have no. sons. Tommy got sons. I got sons. Jay got sons. None of all of us have had this conversation with our boys. Right. Every last one of us. But I don't like the Christian community jumping on Kirk. You should have never used that type of language to your son. He don't deserve that. Whoa, whoa. How do you know? You don't know. Oh, he had (laughs) y'all have no idea when you try to provide a life for a child and they have this sense of entitlement. And nothing you do is enough. Come on, you can't fix it. You should have did this. And but they old enough to make choices. And when they make a bad choice and get in a bad position, now it's your fault. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna let the other brothers talk. Then I got something else to say. Let me let me let me let me jump in. Let me say this. What bothers me more than anything, Steve, is that there's words between a man and his son. What bothers me is for a son to record this and put this out there on his father to try and destroy his father. That's what bothers me more than anything. I, I, I already know words go back and forth between a man and his son. It happens all the time. It happens every day. But for you to say, I'm going to put this out across the airwaves on every social media outlet and and, and let everybody know this what how, this how my daddy talked, this, this, right. this. That's the part I right. thought was so cruel is what what do you do? Because what you have what you're not realizing, young man, in your twenty something years old, is that you're 33. trying to destroy 30, something. 33. 33. 33. You're destroying something that takes care of you. Yeah. Your punk yeah. ass. <laughs> Come on, man. Now he a uh, punk ass but, and he ain't even my son. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, he is definitely a punk ass. And uh, I applaud Kurt for what he did, but in my opinion, this is just my opinion. He left a lot of words out. There's a lot of cuss words <laughs> that, and Kurt's a new. He's a, he's really a new cusser. He's he's been a Christian longer than he's been a cusser. And there's there's several words that he could have used that would have got the message across. 
and I understand where he's coming from. You don't owe nobody, and I mean nobody, an apology. Not even your son. At all. Right, no. Right, at you all. Don't. I gotta sure. say this. You guys have sons. Sure, I have a daughter. Sure, sure, sure. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Let's bring this back. We'll talk about more of this when we come back right after this. Okay. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, before we went to break, we were talking about what happened between Kirk Franklin and his son, and of course, Steve and Tommy and Jay talked about their sons. We, we were Kirk. Let's yeah, get that understood. We were Kirk. This. You're going to hear the strawberry letter. You're going to hear the prank phone call. But we wanted to just finish, you know, just wrap this this um, conversation. I think Jay up. was trying to finish yeah. up. Go ahead, Jay. No, I was just saying that Kurt left out a lot of words, and I don't think that he owes his son an apology for nothing. nothing I don't think he owes the public he, an apology. He owes the public no. because no. What, nobody. What happened right. was a lot of them fake Christians start attacking him like they don't cuss. Well, if you don't cuss, you do something. You're sleeping with one of the other church members that you ain't supposed to be sleeping with. You're lying, you're backbiting, you're stealing, you're passing judgment. We are all sinners. (laughs) We are all sinners. There are none of us short of the glory of God. So so (laughs) skip that. I I talked to Kirk Franklin. Mm -hmm. I called my friend and I told him, I said, hey, he said it's a rough day for me. I said, man, get your head up. You did what you were supposed to do. All of us then cussed our sons out because they get to that age where they start smelling smelling they piss like they somebody, and you're not finna be king over me, partner. And yeah. now you're going to try to destroy the one person that can do something for your monkey ass, but yeah. you done yes. took your 33-year-old ass out here, made a bunch of decisions counter to the way you was raised, yeah. and now it's right. Kirk's fault. No, it mm-hmm. ain't Kirk's fault. No. You 33. What y'all don't know is this punk ass call asking for money and stuff. And when Kirk said no, nah, now all of a sudden you ain't this to me. Hold up, man. You can miss me with all that right there. Kirk should have up, man. I'm but not, let a, me but explain this, this and, and and at this, the this end of the day, move, though, man. at this the end of the howling. day, when you thinking, why would you cuss out the one person that's really there for you when you really need help. Yes. When you yeah, really yes. need help. Right. You can say what see... you want about your daddy, but when you when you really up against the wall, who comes through for well, you? Well, here's the thing, Jay. Here's all the, the thing, Jay. time, all what? the time, all the time. I don't see anything wrong. I didn't see anything wrong with what Kirk said. We all no. know he hasn't been saved all his life. I, I, nobody's perfect in this situation. Early. And parenting is hard. Yeah. Parenting is hard. It is just hard. You want your kids. You do whatever you can for your kids. You love them. You give them the best. You try, you know, to try to give them better than what your parents gave you. All that. And it still boils down. Down to the same thing. Man. I think you guys have already said let me, you can never do enough. You can never. Let do me say enough. this though, Shirley. You saying it's save the same people cuss too. Yes. The same yeah, people I'm, are. are, are yes, that's yes, I'm one of them. Hypocrites here. Kurt, we are. Kurt yes. is. Kurt is still saved, but yes, doggone it, is. you didn't. You didn't. You didn't hit me too hard. I got to come at you. Yeah, it happened. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking yeah. at about and, four of them right now. And that should not be a a discussion between father and son and what's in the family inside your house. My parents always told me that. My mom, what is in this house stays in this house. Stays in this house. And why was that on social media? We we didn't even have social media back then. But you don't go telling your friends or even other family members what happens in our house. You went and told my grandmama, my mama whooped your ass. 
You got another ass whooping. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, we can talk about this all morning, guys, but <laughs> we got to get to this prank. What you got for us now? <laughs> I got I'm, I, I got neighborhood watch. I want to keep talking about this, but I got neighborhood watch. Here it is. Come on. Hello? I'm trying to reach Johnny. Yeah, this is Johnny. Okay, you the one that be doing the neighborhood watch? You be walking your dog doing the neighborhood watch? Is, is that you? Who's this? Is this Johnny? Who is this, man? This is PJ. Answer my question. Are you Johnny? Slow your road. Slow your road. I'm Johnny. And I do the neighborhood watch. Who, who, who is the damn PJ? I'm PJ. Hold on, man. Don't call my phone yelling at me, charging me up. Hey, man, I live two streets over from you, okay? And you're supposed to be the neighborhood watchman, but that ain't what you're doing. Now, I done caught you looking in the window at my wife. When I came outside, you was halfway down the street, you and your damn dog. Okay? So, you ain't watching the neighborhood. You looking trying to see some in the window. That's what you're doing. Picking some please. I don't look at I do my job, man. I do my neighbor. I do my job. I do the neighborhood watch. I make sure people ain't breaking nobody houses. I got a wife. What the hell? I want to look at somebody else's wife. I got a piece of at home. I don't want to look at nobody. Then you need, then you need to stay out from looking through, through looking through people' window, man. You're supposed to be watching the neighborhood, not watching my wife's. Where you say you live again? Cause we, I, we, I, I live two streets. You know what? I, I tell you what, though. I tell you what, Mister Johnny. A damn people Tom. I'm gonna show you what a damn people Tom is. No, I'm, I'm gonna show you what. No, I'm gonna start looking right through there. your window, looking at your wife. See, one peep deserve even... another peep, Mister Johnny. But but bring your over here. I want you to look. I want you to look in my damn window. This. Who the hell is this? I ain't got time for this, man. I got a job. I got a mortgage. I got kids. I ain't got time for this, man. Go look at a job, man. Go go find a job. Go I got a job. job. I got a job. But when I'm at work, you got I a got job. It. Yeah, you got a job crying like a damn talking about somebody looking at your wife. Ain't nobody looking at your damn wife, man. I got a job, but when I'm at my job, I'm wondering if your is back at the house looking through the window at my wife. Please come to my damn house. Please. I'm coming later tonight to look through the window at Man, what the hell are you talking about? Calling me, talking about people and it's your damn wife. Ain't nobody. Because that's what your you been doing, man. No wife. You probably ain't got no wife. You probably married to a damn midget or something. Man, what the f- are you talking about, man? Talking about not peeping at your wife. You I've got, I've got a dog. wife, and you, you is the one that been peeping at your wife. You watching the neighborhood, but that ain't what you're doing. All I got to say, come over here now. Since you're around the neighborhood, you three streets, whatever, how many streets, whatever you are for me. Come right now. I stand outside with my dog, waiting on your I want you to come by. Walk I'm by. coming later tonight when she Whatever. get out that shower, the same way you were looking through my window. Please, just come by. Don't wait. Just come by now, please. And, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll come by right now, this, but I'm man. bringing somebody man, with me. You ain't what? Brother, I'm getting ready to, to slow down so I can get ready and handle my business, man. I'm getting ready to go to work. Again today, man, what the hell are you talking about, bro? I got two damn jobs. I got jobs to work during the day and at night. And in between, I do the neighborhood watch. I'm doing your service. I'm helping your lazy out. Why you still here watching people looking to see if they looking at your damn wife? Why don't you get you a second job or something, man? Why don't you Google? Why don't you look at monster.com or something? What the hell is wrong with you calling me? I'm, I'm peeping at your damn wife. Man, don't you ever call me with no 
Man, who the hell is this anyway? Who the hell is this? Because I got something for you. Who is this? I'm going to tell you who it is. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your wife, Trisha. <laughs> That ain't right, baby. That ain't right, baby. Johnny. Baby, that ain't right. <laughs> man, you got me, man, because I said ain't nobody going to give me on no prank, man. I don't fall for that. Man. I ain't got time for that, man. Hey, man, your wife, no prank. your wife told me you do the neighborhood watch. Oh, man, she said you do the neighborhood, you walk, you know, because what you got, a Rottweiler? Yeah, she told me. Cause I rock, I, that's why I use, man, because I want to be safe, man, just in case something happens. I just stick my Rockwell on that. Yeah. <laughs> man, you got me bad, Tommy. Nephew, <laughs> you, you got me bad, man. You good? I'm good, man. I'm going to get her, though. I'm going to get her. All you right, let me ask you this, though. What is the baddest, and I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land? Made the Steve Harvey show. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Tommy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got him. Let y'all laugh a little stupid. bit. Just a you little are something, just something. as stupid as me. Just as stupid as me. <laughs> that's what I like. <laughs> you all are the same and stupid. stupid. <laughs> Keep know. it yes, stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, nephew, thank you. Uh, coming up next, it is my strawberry letter, the subject... He came home the next day with a clean shirt on. Uh-oh. We'll talk about it right after dun, this. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, it's time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We've been getting some really good ones lately, and uh, this one probably will be just as good. We will be reading this letter live on the air right here, right now. All right, let's get to it. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, Strawberry Letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, he came home the next day with a clean shirt on. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 29-year-old woman, and I've been engaged for two years. I've never questioned my man's loyalty to me, and in the five years total that we've been together, I don't think he's ever cheated on me. We live together, and I have all of his passwords to his phone, social media accounts, and his checking account. He has all of mine, too. Things changed after the COVID lockdown loosened up, and now he's trying to hang out more than usual. Recently, he went out with his friends, and he called me to say and said that he got too intoxicated to drive home. He said he was going to spend the night at his co-worker's house. I was glad he was safe, and I didn't suspect anything. The next morning, I called to check on him, and his phone went straight to voicemail. When he finally got home around noon, I was hot. He came in and tried to kiss me, and all I could smell was laundry detergent and fabric softener. Wherever he had been, he washed his shirt before he came home. The first thing I asked was if he got sick and threw up on himself. He was all defensive and said no, and why did I ask him that? I told him I could tell his shirt had been washed and ironed. He looked like a fool and tried to say I was crazy. He got on the couch and immediately fell asleep. I looked through his cell phone and he had deleted all of his text messages and he deleted his call log. It's been three days and I'm not speaking to him. 
I want to squash this situation, but there's no need to nag him over and over for answers. I know he's up to something. How do I handle this maturely without trying to break his neck? Please advise. Well, for starters, the silent treatment is good. The silent treatment is good. I mean, men hate it. That's why I love it. I am a fan of silence. I am. But this guy is all the way wrong. He's lying and everything you said makes your case about the call log and the shirt smelling all fresh and clean like he had just washed and ironed it. Uh, In a court of law, this case would be dismissed because of lack of evidence, but uh, you know as a woman with your intuition and how you investigate and smell and snoop around and all that, you know you're right. I I don't think he'll ever admit to cheating or, or, or whatever he was doing in this lifetime. Please do not, though, let him flip it and try to make it seem like this is your fault, like you don't have the right to question him. I mean, you guys have been living together for five years. You know, you have a right to do whatever. You live with this man. Uh, It's not nagging, and you're not crazy, and you're not always complaining. You just want the truth, but you're not going to get it. He's going to take it to the grave uh, with his lies and defensiveness. That's what he's been doing. Uh, That's all you're going to get. So, you know, if you're really fed up and sick of it at this point and you really want the truth, I mean, you got to be prepared to walk away if you're that sick of it because you're not going to get that. All right? You're not going to get that. Steve? I um, I don't understand the purpose for the letter. <laughs> I really don't. Hmm. I mean, surely from your standpoint, I can understand everything you said, but from my standpoint, I don't even know it's some stupidity in this letter that this guy didn't capitalize on. I just don't understand at all. Here's a woman who has never questioned her man's loyalty. In five years, they've been together. And she says at the top, I don't think he's ever cheated on me. We live together. I got all his passwords to his phone, social media accounts. I got his checking account. He's got mine, too. And But things changed after COVID lockdown loosened up, and now he's trying to hang out more than usual. All that is is over-celebrating. You know, we've been locked up so long, we just over-celebrating. Just, you know, it's just, you know, you know, a little kid finally get to go outside. He going to stay out past the streetlights now. You know, it's just one of them things. All right, here we go. So he went out with his friends. He called me and said he got too intoxicated to drive home. He's going to spend the night at a co-worker's house. I was glad he was safe, and I didn't suspect anything. Okay. So far, we're working it. Hmm. The next morning, I called back to check on him. His phone went straight to voicemail. This is where he's stupid. Mm-hmm. See, he in his 20s, he's stupid. It went straight to voicemail. When he finally got home around noon, why is your ass out to noon? (laughs) Boy, you had to overnight stay. You was in. She was glad, happy for you that you were safe. You done stretched it out to noon? Take your ass home. Early in the morning, you too much. You done mm-hmm. took it too damn far. Mm-hmm. Noon. <laughs> Noon. Should have been home at seven. 
What is you laying up there for anyway? As we lay. <laughs> Come on, Shirley Murdoch. We forgot about the price we had to pay. Take your ass home. You should have never been in there past 7 a.m. And answer your damn phone. But I'm going to tell you what happened, and I got to rest every when we come back. This didn't even have to happen. Nope. This is a damn shame. <laughs> You're mad at him because he... It's okay that he stayed out. Okay. Oh, I'm even more <laughs> mad at him. What you? What did I tell you this here? All right. All right. We'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Subject of today's strawberry letter, he came home the next day with a clean shirt on. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. He came home the next day with a clean shirt on. What? This fool been engaged to this woman. She 29, dating five years. She ain't never thought he would cheat on it. Never had any idea. They got passwords, and phones, social media accounts, all the checking account information. After COVID was over, he loosened up. He started hanging out a little bit more, over-celebrating. Anyone I want his friends, and he called me. He said he got too intoxicated to drive home. He said he was going to spend the night at the co-worker's house. Now, the girl said I was glad he was safe, and I didn't suspect anything. Mm. Damn, dog, you there. You got the free night out. She don't suspect nothing. You intoxicated, you going to spend the night. That's all you needed to do. Spend the night. (laughs) The moment the sun come up, Mm -hmm. you spent the night, it's over. Take your ass home. (laughs) But oh no, this young ass fool. He don't answer his voicemail. And when he finally got home around noon, I be damned. (laughs) You done took it too far. Yeah, he blew it. Why is you all up having breakfast and going to brunch with a foe? Fool. Spent the night. He came home around noon. I was hot. He came in and tried to kiss me, and all I could smell was laundry detergent and fabric softener. Now, this is the good part of the letter, y'all. The first thing I asked was if he got sick and threw up on himself. He was all defensive and said, no, why I ask him that? Are you crazy? She gave you the out. Yes. Yes, she did. What? That's better than the lie you told about being drunk. She said, did you throw up on yourself and have to wash and iron your shirt? She would have believed him. Wow, how did you know that? Because I smell that laundry detergent. Damn, baby, I didn't want to come home with all that vomit on this shirt. Wow, man, you so perceptive. Thank you for caring. You was out. She helped you. Boy, she done wrote the lie for you. Not a player, not a player. Your dumb ass stared the gift horse in the mouth, and your dumb ass got defensive and said, no, why would I ask him that? I told him I could tell his shirt had been washed and ironed. That's because it was, boy. You couldn't come home with that shirt smelling like that. You don't know none of the tricks. I've thrown a shirt away back in the day. I was going to say, 
say? Didn't I'm you talking about just threw it. I done came home with no shirt. <laughs> what we not finna do is try to explain this shirt. Now, I was poor back then, so, you know, I had a $25 Pierre Cardine shirt. And I came in the house on my girl, and she said, where's your shirt? I said, I got in a fight, and it got towed off. She said, you just like your daddy. I said, you damn right. Because she used to sit around my mother. My mother used to tell her that my father used to go down on Saturday nights, get in a fight, tear his shirt, come home and change shirts, and go back and fight again. My dad used to fight for money. So I just, and that was always in my heart. So I came home with no shirt. He looked like a fool and tried to say I was crazy. He got on the couch and immediately fell asleep. Oh, he wasn't asleep. <laughs> at noon? Oh, man. If he fell asleep at noon, that's even more evidence that he been up all night yes. just performing. Yes. I'd have came home doing uh, yard work and everything. <laughs> Stupid ass boy. I looked through his cell phone, and he had deleted all his text messages, and he deleted his call log. Okay, excellent. So now, we don't have a shirt with evidence. We don't have a call log with evidence. All the evidence is gone. We have a woman who says you've never cheated on her in five years. So where we at? Boy, all you had to do was take the, I threw up, you right. I watched it and ironed it, you right. Now, she ain't speaking to him. I want to squash this situation, but there's no need to nag him over and over for answers. I know he's up to something. Well, you said for five years you never suspected anything. Mm -hmm. So how do I handle this maturely without trying to break his neck? What are you going to break his neck for? She knows. All the evidence has been washed away. It's somewhere down somebody's laundromat. Okay, but you got no evidence. So now all you can do is put this in your memory bank and be watchful. Because if he that stupid, he finna make stupid mistakes again. Because he yeah. dumb. He just dumb as a damn donut. <laughs> he needs mentoring, Steve. <laughs> stupid ass. So you must have vomited on this shirt and washed it and ironed it. How did you yep. know? Uh-huh. Oh, my Perfect. God. Perfect. Oh, my God. That was way better than what I was finna say. He's not a player that he thinks he is. My partner mm-hmm. got cut and was bleeding on me, and then I washed it. This is oh. better. <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, <laughs> listen, hit us up on Instagram, Steve Harvey FM, uh, with your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter. Check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up next, CBS has launched an internal investigation over the heated discussion between Sharon Osbourne and our girl, Cheryl Underwood. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. CBS's The Talk co-host Sharon Osbourne has faced a lot of backlash after she publicly showed support for Pierce Morgan. We talked about this last week when it happened. Uh, Pierce harshly, remember, criticized Meghan Markle right after the Oprah interview. On last Wednesday's episode of The Talk, Sharon Osbourne got into a heated discussion over racism with Cheryl Underwood, uh, her co-host, and a clip of her raising her voice at Cheryl went viral. On Friday, CBS issued a statement saying we are committed to a diverse, inclusive, and respectful workplace. All matters related to the Wednesday episode of the talk are currently under internal review. 
Then switch to Friday, Sharon released an apology uh, saying she was truly sorry. She panicked, she felt blindsided, she got defensive and allowed her fear and horror of being accused of being a racist, uh, a racist take over. Well, since then the show Sharon, has announced. Uh, no, she's apologizing because of the backlash on yes. social media. This is true. I believe that, Steve. I believe that. That old, my fear, that's that's what the police mm-hmm. say. I fear for my yeah, life. Yeah, I fear for my life. It was life, my yeah. fear. See, mm-hmm. that's they, that's they go-to line. Go-to, yeah. I was afraid. Yeah. Of what? Of what, Cheryl? First of all, so this calm. sugar honey iced tea ain't even about you. Right. This about punk ass Piers Morgan. What is you in it for? Because <laughs> that's her friend. That's I don't her give friend. a damn who it is. <laughs> who is my dog? <laughs> punk ass Piers Morgan. <laughs> who quit, which further proves what you just said. Who got up and quit. Yeah. Uh, y'all, y'all got to stop this here, man. We're never going to cure racism unless you all start understanding what racism really is. You don't have to say the N word to be racist. No. Yeah, you, you can do other things. And they think that's things. what it is. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. You think if you don't hate black people, that ain't what racism is. Mm-hmm. Systemic so racism is stuff that's in place. Yes. Cheryl doesn't have the right to be hurt for Meghan Markle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You sh- mm-hmm. you and don't try to cry. I should be the one crying. Ooh, for that what? Was so heartless. Well, you when did your ass become that. the victim? For yeah. what? Educate me. Educate me. That's what she was trying to do. And my thing is, if you ain't educated about racism by now and you damn near 80, you ain't, you missed that class. You really missed it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I got to say damn this. Damn near but... 80, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> You're pushing it. I got to say that the show has announced uh, that they will go on a brief hiatus. They'll be off on Monday and Tuesday. So they're going to be working behind the scenes. Try and come up with a better plan. Yeah. Why are they going on hiatus? To protect her. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Absolutely. And by the time Mm -hmm. we come back, it'll all be blown over. Absolutely. Uh All right. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll do some comedy roulette with J. Anthony Brown and the boys right after this. You know it. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys. (laughs) It is time for comedy roulette. And Jay, briefly, tell them what it is. It's so simple. It Uh is very simple. Take some subjects, put them on a wheel, spun the wheel, where it stop. Watch us make it funny. How about that? (laughs) Here we go. Today's categories are lies mechanics will tell you when your car is not ready. Okay? Here's another one. Unnecessary things people will do with their stimulus checks. Ooh. And then uh, <laughs> stuff that Stacy Dash has to do to get her black card back, okay? Because okay. <laughs> she lost it when she went over to the other side. She All right. Lost it. Okay, let's see what's going on. Spin the wheel. Oh, it stopped uh-huh. on stuff that Stacy Dash has to do to get her black card back. Let's okay. go. Okay. Oh. All right. Comedy roulette with things that Stacey Dash needs to do to get her black card back. You need to clean a big tub of chitlins with no gloves, with no gloves, nothing on your eyes in the restroom, a very tiny restroom. That's what you need to do. Mm. Well, he going to do what she had to do. 
You gonna have to watch every episode of Good Times. <laughs> where we wanna hear the lines too. Thing Stacy Dash gotta do to get her black card back, you're gonna have to sing the black national anthem. Wow. And we talking about every single verse. <laughs> and I'm talking about 100 times, Stacy. 100 <laughs> times. <laughs> I like it, I like it. I was going to do that one, Tommy, but you took it, but I'm going to do mine anyway. Okay. Come on with it. I think she needs to sing the Negro National Anthem at her nephew's basketball game. (laughs) (laughs) Just uh, add that little bit. In junior high, just stand up and snatch the mic and Snatch the mic. And throw the ass in the song. I got this. I got this. Right. <laughs> Thing Stacy Dash needs to do to get her black card back. We've been mm-hmm. in the quarantine, which means church is going to be back in in a minute. But before, you mm-hmm. got to go to about 15 black churches yeah. and clean out the baptismal pool. You got to <laughs> clean it, scrub it Come out. Come on, boy. Get all up in there. All right? Clean them out. Clean them out. <laughs> Stacy Dash to get her black card back, she uh-huh. got to start running numbers <laughs> for all of us. Start going hood by hood, get these numbers, and remember every last one. Don't play. Yes. Right. All right. Thing Stacy Dash got to do to get her black card back. All uh-huh. right. You're going to eat a lot of chicken. Wow. A lot of chicken. But then you ain't going to get to use dental floss. You got to use a straw at the broom to get it out your teeth. No, no, no. A straw at the broom. No, Tommy. That little thing on the drumstick. She got to pick her teeth with that. That little little thing. Tommy. Tommy, me and you on the same page. Stacy Dash has to do a YouTube tutorial on how to fry chicken. I would tune in to that. Uh, uh, I got one, and Steve, you got one. Here we go. What you need to do to get your black card back, Stacey Dash, you got to braid some short hair women. You got to braid some short. You got to pull it with your thumbs and get it and braid it up to get your card back. Go ahead. (laughs) Stuff that Stacey Dash has to do to get her black card back. She loves it. I'll tell you what. She will have Stacey to walk around. Da- go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go, go ahead, Steve, and close it Stacey out. Stacy Dash has mm-hmm. to throw a house party uh-huh. and go to the liquor store and buy all the liquor her damn self. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's how you throw a party right there. That's all right, it. thank you, guys. <laughs> Great version of comedy roulette. Uh, more of the I Steve Harvey Morning stop Show. This. I know. Oh, no. Well, I love more it. Of the, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Before we left for break, uh, Comedy Roulette, it just got so good to the guys, they wanted to do some more. The subject yes. is stuff that Stacy Dash has to do to get her black card back. Let's go. Yes. I, got, I was thinking like you and Tommy, Steve. Now, the house party, you got to have a house party. 75 Negroes, but you uh-huh. have no Crown Royal at all. <laughs> None. You have you have no. You got no, to go to the store. <laughs> no, they don't have it. They don't have it at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's a problem. 
There you go. Think Stacey Dash got to do to get her black card out? Uh-huh. We need to see Stacey Dash come out in public dressed as Celie from the color purple. I need to see her. <laughs> I need to see her. <laughs> yeah. All right, check it out. Things that Stacey Dash got to do to get a black card back, We got. To, she got to do this right here. You got to do the hustle, the electric slide, okay. and the Cupid shuffle uh-huh. all in one song. You got to work all that in in one song. Okay? One song, you got to work that thing in. Uh-huh. Close it out, honey. Close it out. One more. All right. Last one. Uh-huh. Stacey Dash got to go to her traditional the church she been going to, her traditional all-white church, and just start shouting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! All right, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 33 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, I'm sure you guys have heard this story or heard about this story by now. Kirk Franklin's oldest son, uh, Carrie on Franklin, is 33. He released an audio, an audio of a phone conversation with Kirk that went left. I mean, crazy real fast, real quick. And uh, Kirk can be heard yelling and cursing at his son. Kirk used the words B, he used ASS, and a few F-bombs were thrown in there before his son hung up. Now, the video has gone viral on social media. Uh, Kirk issued an explanation. He issued an apology. Kirk admitted to having a toxic, uh, very tense relationship with his son and stated they've been to counseling for years. And this private family uh, matter was supposed to be between them. He added in the recording the part where he called a family therapist to intervene was omitted from the audio. Uh, Kirk asked for compassion and prayers from his fans. Parenting is hard, but um, I mean, Steve, I'm going to put it like this. Didn't you say you were a guest on Kirk's show last week? On his podcast? I was a guest on his podcast yes. last mm-hmm. week. And one of the questions asked, Kirk asked me in joking was, Unc, I know you cuss. Do you have a go-to cuss word? And I said, yeah, I do. He said, well, what is it? I said, it start with an M. And then he said, well, on this podcast, you can say it. So I, okay, cool. So I said it. And he said, why yeah. is that your go-to word? I said, because it, it's a warning. It's a term of endearment. It's, it's an enlightening term. Mm-hmm. It's it, it can used in when I'm just being jovial. Mm-hmm. It could be used referring to an enemy or a friend. Yep. You can use it so you know, many different ways. It's just one of the most versatile words that right. I found. And you know we joked about it. And so this thing came out. Now here's what I don't like. I do not like the quote unquote Christian community attacking Kurt for his language. First of all, he's a man. Tommy has a son. I have sons. Tommy got sons. I got sons. Jay got sons. None of all of us have had this conversation with our boys. Right. Every last one of us. But I don't like the Christian community jumping on Kirk. You should have never used that type of language to your son. He don't deserve that. Whoa, whoa. How do you know? You don't know. Oh, he had y'all have (laughs) no idea. When you try to provide a life for a child and they have this sense of entitlement oh and nothing God. you do is enough. Yeah. Come on, You man. can't fix it. You should have did this. And, but you they old there. enough to make mm-hmm. choices. 
And when they make a bad choice and get in a bad position, now it's your fault. What bothers me is for a son to record this and put this out there on his father to try and destroy his father. That's what bothers me more than anything. Coming up, it is our last break of the day. That's it. Done. Okay. And uh, Steve Harvey will have some closing remarks for us coming up 49 minutes after, right after this. You threw me again, Jay. I know. uh... You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are, guys. Last break of the day. The week started off right on the right foot and everything. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Mm -hmm. Yes, it did. It's Monty. Mm -hmm. It's Monty. Yes, it is. Hang and let's Kirk. make this. Uh, let's let's say this one more time. We riding with Kirk Franklin. Hang okay, all the way. We riding my, with uh, Kirk Franklin. That's what my closing remarks is about today. Because, mm-hmm. cool. You know, uh, first of all, I talked to Kirk, mm-hmm. and um, I called him because of the times that I've been in up against it or getting torn apart by the media or whatever. Kirk Franklin has always been there for me. So I called him, and I told Kirk, Kirk say, Unc, I'm having a tough day today. And I just called him to lift him up, to tell him, no, man, get your head up out the dirt, because you didn't do nothing wrong. See, it's amazing to me. The, the pain that Kirk Franklin was in was for twofold. First of all, the betrayal of his son. That had to be devastating that you would think so little of me that you would take me in one of my rawest moments and try to destroy me by posting something that was purely between me and you. And his son knew exactly what he was doing. That's why he posted it. But his son only posted the part that he thought could hurt Kurt. He didn't post the part of what he was asking of Kurt. He didn't post a part of what led up to Kurt's anger. He ain't posted none of the years like Kirk was telling y'all about the therapy. But I'm telling you for a fact, you, he didn't post and tell you about none of the years that he's tried to make Kirk feel guilty and, and drag him through the mud and expect more because Kirk's new family was getting this and he didn't feel like he getting that. When Kirk's new family... Uh, 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 was bearing uh, the fruits of his labor over the years. Kirk didn't have it to give before. But this young man, this boy, is 33 years old. How you 33 years old posting something your father said? That don't make no sense. That shows you the lack of manhood that this young man has. So now, the other reason, the second part of it that was hurting Kirk so bad was the church, here y'all come. Here y'all come with y'all's righteous self. Y'all so righteous, man. You can't do nothing when you a Christian. And like every word out of Kirk's mouth got to have crosses on it because he a gospel singer. Kirk was a man before he was a gospel singer. Kirk was a sinner before he got saved. Kirk is a sinner today. But then I got news, church. So are you. Oh, see, y'all just got Kirk's cussing on tape. 
You trying to tell me, Kurt, the only saved person that cuss? Wait a minute. Nephew Tommy has done a series of pranks with church folks. How many times on the prank have we heard some church folks cussing? Oh, Lord, please don't put this on the radio. How many times have you heard pastors that get mad and use profanity? But now Kirk use it, now all of a sudden y'all ready to ride him to hell. Well, I don't think y'all should do it that way. Because y'all ain't better than Kirk. I ain't better than Kirk, and nobody's better than Kirk. The next thing that y'all need to understand, every man with a grown son, practically all of us done had this conversation with our sons. Oh, we done had to have some come-to-Jesus meetings with these boys because they reach a certain age where they start smelling themselves, and then all of a sudden they bucking the system. Well, when you buck up against me, you running up into manhood over here. And now since you want to act like you a thug and a gangster in here, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me show you who the real who the real OG is here. And he got a taste of it. Tommy has a son. Jay has a son. I, Tommy got sons. Jay got sons. I got sons. They done all bit it. They done all felt the wrath. And they had it coming. Just like Kirk's boy had it coming. So for those of you that don't have sons, that don't know how it work, this is how it really go. Kirk been trying to raise that boy for a long time. But now, nah, man, he's so mad at Kirk because he, he, he blaming Kirk. So let me tell you what happens, y'all, for those of you that don't have children. When you have children and they get to a certain age, they have the power to make decisions. And once your child can make their own decisions, then they're going to end up in some situations based on those decisions that could have been avoided had they not made those decisions. But it's a funny thing when your child, because of a sense of entitlement, thinks that the situation they in becomes your fault. When, oh no, young man, young lady, you made that decision. Not based on nothing I taught you. Even though I forewarned you, you made this decision anyway. So when you make them beds, you got to lay in it. But don't make the bed, and then because you don't like the way the bed lay, you mad at me because you're in a bed that's uncomfortable. But it's because of a decision you made. Kirk's Franklin's son done made some decisions. My son's done made some decisions. Tommy's son, Jay's son, Shirley's daughter. Carla got a daughter that's going to come of age that's going to make a decision. And all y'all passing judgment on Kirk's parenting skills, you don't have no kids that to reach the age where they can make a decision. Oh, but that day coming, and you're not going to believe the decisions that they're going to make. So y'all get off Kirk Franklin's back. You're making a mistake. You come over here, you're going to get cut smooth out. And I do a way better job than Kirk, way better. I got some combinations for your ass. I wish I would. Kurt don't owe none of y'all no apology. Have a great day. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 